good afternoon. Thank you for coming. Um, we will shortly have a performance presentation from uh, Wura Natasha Ogunji. So I'll just read a bit about the pro about the performance and uh, give you a brief uh, biography of of her. So the performance today is a treehouse in the city of Lagoons. A performance presentation by Wura Natasha Ogunji. Located in a top flat of a seven-story building in Lagos, Nigeria, and founded by artist Wura Natasha Ogunji, the treehouse is one of the city's only art spaces dedicated solely to creative experimentation. In this performance presentation, Ogunji invokes the artists and atmosphere of this dynamic place. Situated between creek and lagoon, prison and polo fields, the treehouse provides, provides a perfect platform for thinking about how spaces, architecture, and community influence and inform and influence inform how we move, feel, and imagine the world. Um, Wura Natasha Ogunji's en enigmatic works consist of delicately stitched and illustrated scenes on tracing paper involving the human form in abstracted scenarios. They are inspired by her life in Lagos, detailing the, mo the moments of unexpected beauty, humor, and connections that occur across the mega city. Ogunji's performances and videos depict the ex her explorations into the body's movement and mark making in water, land, and air. Ogunji holds a BA from Stanford University, an MFA from San Jose State University, and holds a John Simon Guggenheim Memorial Foundation Fellowship. She has exhibited and performed at the Kochi Muziris Biennale, Kerala 2016-2017, Seattle Art Museum, uh, Louisiana Museum of Modern Art, Mass Gallery, Gordon Institute of Performing and Creative Arts, Cape Town, the Museum of Contemporary African Diasporan Arts, um, CCA Legum, among others. Uh, some of her work is currently shown um, in the Goldbones booth B21 uh, in this fair. So you're welcome to look at the work afterwards, um, but I leave it to Nata Wura Natasha. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, it's so nice to uh, take a break from the fair. And um, so I wanted to start with a little story about, that's related to how I became an artist. Um, you can leave the door open. You can leave it open for this part, yeah. Um, so when I was about 11 years old, uh, my family and I moved to uh, Baltimore. And um, I went to this new school. I think I was, I was arriving in middle school. And, um, and so I was very excited because they had, it was sort of like, they just had all these things that I hadn't had at my school before. And um, one of the things they had was this, like a graffiti wall, so kids could write on the wall, and they had all this interesting programming, and I just thought it was so cool. So I, um, they also had a gifted and talented art program. So I, uh, I told my mom that I wanted, to, um, I wanted to get into this class, you had to bring a portfolio, 
And um, my mom, of course, was really excited. Uh, I have a brother and sister who are also artists, and she was always really creative with us as children. So I knew I would get into this class, and I had made this painting that was of, uh, it was of a park, and it had like water, and there was a bridge, and every time I looked at it, even now when I think about it, I'm just like, oh, I love that painting so much, it was so cool. So, um, so that day at school, I think during lunch or something, I had to go to the art teacher and show her my work. And then after school, I came out to the car and I was just crying. And, um, and I, I got into the car and I threw the painting on the floor and my mom's like, Tasha, because she called me Tasha when I was little. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, let's just go. And she's like, no, what's wrong? What happened? And I was like, I didn't get into the class. So my mom is like, what? I can't believe this. She's like, give me that painting. And I'm like, no, it's okay, it's okay. So I'm thinking, God, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? Like, I didn't get into the class, and then the next worst thing is like, then my mother's gonna like embarrass me <laughs> by going and talking to the art teacher. So she's like, give me that painting. I'm gonna go talk to her. This is excellent, you're amazing. An 11 year old, look at the talent. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Please don't go, and I'm begging her, and I'm getting really angry, and she's like, it's okay. I'm just gonna go talk to your teacher. You know how moms do that, they're like, yeah. and then they're like, oh, hi, how are you? Really like super friendly. She's like, it's fine, it's fine. So she goes to the school, she goes inside, I'm in the car just crying and crying, crying. And then she comes out and I'm like, what happened? And she's like, oh, it's okay, you're in the class, she made a mistake. So, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, Okay, so, um, where are my notes? Uh, so I wanted to say, before we begin, um, if you have things in your hand, you wanna leave them, and um, I'm not gonna make you do any weird, uncomfortable performance things at all, but if I go like this, you know, then that means like, the crowd goes wild, you know? And so you gotta jump up and like do some stuff. And you probably wanna release anyway, cause, you know, the art fair, it gets boring, it's stuffy in there and all that stuff. So I'll either go like this, or I'll say, and the crowd goes wild, and then you guys jump up. Um, okay, so this is kind of like, so, so this, uh, I'm taught, the presentation today, oh, I'm already losing someone. The presentation today <laughs> is about uh, the space I run in Lagos called the Treehouse. And it's an experimental art space. So I decided that I wanted to kind of experiment with my performance. I do like certain kinds of things that some of you know about, but I thought like it's really important for artists to be able to try things out and to have moments of um, expansion with the work and also failure. And I was like, okay, this is like, this is gonna be my moment. And, um, and then it also might be your moment too because you're gonna get to participate in this thing. So um, a lot of times when I'm hanging out with friends, I, um, I'm kind of funny and I often laugh at my own jokes. And, um, and sometimes, every once in a while, like, I'll have a friend and they'll be like, you're so funny. And I'm like, I know, I, I'm a comedian also. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah. You just laugh at your own jokes. And I'm like, well, that's really all you need. So I thought I would try my 
comedy routine out for my for today. Um, so I, then I then I when I made that decision, I started thinking like, oh, this is really cool. So like, if the art sales don't go that well, and if my career is kind of like, I, you know, I have something else. And then I started seeing like my name in light and like, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna like turn 50 soon and I'm gonna become a comedian. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and it'll be like, I'll run into the, I'll run into the play, the whatever, I'll run into the, onto the stage and everyone's gonna be like, ah, there she is, Okay, not yet, not yet. I know, I know, it's so tempting, it really is. Um, so, so then I was thinking like, okay, so then what are my days gonna be like? Like, what's my research gonna be like? Well, I just like walk around the city and like listen to conversations and then like, I'll like tell those stories. And, and then I was like, is it okay to tell other people's stories and tell other people's jokes and that kind of thing? But I was like, okay, maybe I'll try this out. So, sorry, I'm getting so like nervous and excited. Um, so I was in San Francisco a few weeks ago and I was on the bus, I was sitting at the back of the bus and there are all these um, teenagers, so like probably like between 11 and 13. And you know, that they're really awkward and they're also really mean to each other. Um, really loving and sweet and like childlike, but then really like hardcore. So um, I was sitting back there, and you know, when you sit back there and they start talking, you're just like, ah, should I move, you know? Like, am I gonna be the next target? But then if I move, I'm gonna like make a motion and they're gonna start, they're gonna notice me. So I just stayed back there. And um, okay, so the, I need a volunteer for this part. Um, oh, I know who I want. The guy in the glasses. <laughs> You don't, it's not, it's not hardcore at all. It's not hardcore at all. You just have to like, I'm gonna ask you something and you have to answer in the affirmative. Okay. So. You'll know, you'll know. Okay, 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 okay. So, you got her number? Yes. Hold on, let's try that again. <laughs> so, she gave you her number, you got her number? Yes, I got her number. Pause. It's not working, is it? You don't get it? <laughs> you got her number? Yeah, I got her number. <laughs> That's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay, so then I was like, okay, so this is a good, this is a good test for me. Maybe it's a good idea not to use other people's stories. <laughs> it's all part of the research. So, okay, so, in that same school, I, um, I also wanted to be a singer when I was little. And, um, and even to this day, sometimes I'm just like, God, I really like, that would just be the most amazing thing. I was in the gifted and talented art class, remember? And I came home and I was like, mom, you know what else they have at this school? They have a, a, a choir. And my mom's like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, and I, I wanna join the choir. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm kind of like, yeah. And my mom's a musician. And, um, and so she, while she's, you know, supportive of our creativity, she also, I also heard or know that she thinks that we're all like, all the three of us are tone deaf. So she's kind of like trying to like do this damage control. Like, are you sure you want to do that? It might be kind of 
you know, it might be hard, and do you know what you have to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know, but it's fine. I'm just going to go do this thing. And so she, um, she, she says, well, I just want to let you know that, um, and she's kind of like doing this so that I don't come home crying again. Like there might be some really like incredible singers in there. And so it's, if you don't get it, it's okay. You're doing this art thing and it's fine. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm totally going to get into the choir. I mean, like how hard can it be? I've been humming since I was like, before I can speak, you know, we can all hum, right? So I go to this thing and there's like a woman on the piano and they're like, okay, we're going to like, Whatever they do, you know, they tune you into the tone. So I'm kind of like, mm -hmm, la, 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 la. And, um, and then I sing a couple songs that kids know. And then um, they're like, okay, we'd like you to sing a song of your choice. And I'm kind of like, I have no idea. Like, I'm not like, I don't have a repertoire and I don't even know that word at that time. So I'm just like standing there and then I'm like, oh, I know a song, because it's like around the holidays. So I'm like, okay. And, um, and I start singing, and I'll, I'll do a little of it for you here. Um, and unfortunately, I, I asked for a headset, because it goes better with the, with the dance. But um, that's like a next level thing, they told me. So I can't get the headset. So I have the mic, which interrupts the motions, but you'll get the sense of it. So. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, holiday so fair, glowing lights, candles bright, happiness we share, daily dance, daily sing while the dreidel whirls, round and round, round and round, see how fast it twirls. But wait, there's actually more. Tis the week of Hanukkah, good cheer it is bringing. This holiday we celebrate with dancing and singing. <laughs> then join in a song that a <laughs> and hush now and come now. The candles we light one by one. Then, <laughs> and how precious freedom was won. It's okay, it's okay. I don't want to force that on you. Okay, so thank you. Um, now I'm going to do a presentation about the treehouse. Uh, we're going to have a little sound check, and then we'll get on to why you're really here.
Oh, now you do, we actually need to do another sound check. <clears throat> Is that okay? This way more? Okay. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, so um, I run this space in Lagos that's called the Treehouse. And one sec. And, um, okay, um, and it's, uh, it's called the Treehouse because it's located on the seventh floor of, uh, of this high story building, it's the top floor. And before um, it became the Treehouse, uh, the elevator didn't work. So for maybe like eight months of being there, you had to walk to the, to the top floor and so it got this name, the Treehouse. So I wanted to first show you where it's located in Lagos. So Lagos is the mainland. I need to be able to see what I'm looking at. Can I do this? Is that okay? Okay. Um, so um, Lagos is composed of the mainland and then also a series of islands. So that red dot is where the treehouse is. It's in a neighborhood called Ikwe'i and it's on Awaloa Road, which is a really busy road. So this is um, me walking up to the seventh floor and the space was open for a while because nobody wanted to walk up to the top. But when you get up there, there are two balconies and you have these really nice views across uh, the, what we call the creek um, into Victoria Island. And then on the other side is the uh, lagoon. So this is uh, looking over to Victoria Island and then down below it's residential. And also there are businesses and to the right, in the right corner of this is the street, which is often, usually, really uh, busy and crowded and has a lot of traffic. So I was really interested in creating a space for artists to experiment and also a space that felt good to be in. So a place where you could come, you didn't have to spend a lot of money, and you could also be kind of set back and away from what was happening um, in the city where you ha really have to like hustle a lot. So this is the space, it's, um, there's two rooms. One is this open space, um, and this is the other side of it looking out on the balconies. And then uh, the first artist that we showed is Rahima Gambo, and some of you might know her work from this photograph. She does work in the north of Nigeria in Maduri. And um, I was very interested in her work because she's talking about what's happening politically in the North and about um, like suicide bombers and Boko Haram, but from the perspective of youth who have survived attacks. And she does it in a way that's not documentary exactly and not stereotypical. Um, she's engaging the young people in conversations and playing games and going to schools and hanging out with them. So this is a picture in one of the schools. And basically, um, a lot of the schools in the north in these areas are, there's nothing going on in the school. Children go to school, but the schools are empty or the ceiling's falling in. So she just, she works with uh, groups of kids. She makes videos and sound pieces. And um, so she did this piece for the treehouse called Tatsuniya, which means uh, a story or folklore in Hausa. And she brought up 45 palm trees um, and installed them into, into this room in the treehouse. And remember, this is before the elevator 
was fixed. So she had a group of people like hauling up all these palm trees into the space. So when you walk in, you felt like you're in this forest um, and you were walking through earth and there are these films projected onto the, to this, the wall of the space. Oops. Um, so the next uh, person's work is Phoebe Boswell and we also show work that's from artists that don't live in Lagos because it's often difficult to get there. And um, so Phoebe sent, a, she visited, but we showed this after she left. So we had her video and then we also did a wall drawing. So me and this uh, young, young artist uh, worked on her wall drawing and um, showed this piece of hers, which I adore, called The Carriers. And so the sticks are the drawing that, that's on the wall. And then Colleen Smith, another artist who is uh, living in the US, but who's also, <laughs> I'll wait for you, Siddhartha, but um, who's also been to Lagos and whose films I really love and who makes experimental work. So um, part of the, the thing about the space that's important to me is that other artists in Nigeria get to see work by artists all over the world. And if you know Lagos at all, you know that the, our art market is very, um, it's very, it has a particular style to it. It doesn't necessarily support artists doing a lot of experimentation or installation or time-based work. And um, artists, it's very market-driven. So curators often decide what artists make. They come to an artist studio and they say, I really like this, can you make me one? And artists do that to survive. But usually on the side, they're making something else. And so what they're making on the side is always very interesting. And, um, and those are the things that I like to show in the space. This is uh, Kadara Enyeasi, and he does a work that's uh, these wall drawings based on photographs of his parents. So he found this photo album that was gonna be thrown away, um, which happens a lot um, with us. We, people aren't necessarily interested in the history of things, so um, certain documents are often rescued by artists in the family. Uh, and then he made these drawings um, based on those works. And he installed them on the sliding glass doors as well as on the walls. So that's another thing about the space is that I really want people to make work in conversation with the space. So let's not pretend that like these things aren't here or that we're in a totally white space, but that you have different um, ways of making and communicating and trying things out that aren't just about this pristine um, environment and hanging things on the wall to sell. And in fact, uh, artists are welcome to sell, but that's definitely not a focus of mine at all. And uh, they, if they keep whatever they sell, but framed works don't almost never happen in this space. Now we, me, we do other kinds of things <laughs> which involve um, cooking and, um, and ways of 
making a space that's like supportive and kind to people when they come in and beautiful. So I often cook because I'm excited about cooking something and then I ask people to bring something to contribute to that. So um, the make your own pizza, I'll make the pizza and you bring a topping and it allows people to participate without having to shell out a lot of money or without even having to think about like coordinating their night and where they're gonna eat and all the stuff, they can just show up. And for a while these were every Thursday so people could just come and hang out and see art and have conversations and be fed and, and be taken care of. And that's, I think, something that's really important to me because um, as an artist, I often walk into spaces and I feel like, wow, we, we give so much of ourselves to make this work and then um, the space kind of kills it. But you want to feel like you're, you're um, you want to just feel taken care of when you walk into a space. You want to eat good food, or you want someone to offer you water, or not water, you want a drink, or coffee, or what, what have you, and, um, and feel comfortable in that. Uh, there are plants on the balcony, so we had a, a flower seed plant exchange one, one time. This is a show that was about text and the visuality of text, which seems very absent in the city. So these four artists, a couple are Americans and a couple Nigerians, um, created works that were based, used text in a visual way. And the show uh, took its title from uh, this writing by Yumna Shalala called, uh, in a book called The Paper Camera. And the, the show's called Even If Your Mouth Is Closed, You Are a Mouthpiece. This is Alin Gastel, who is in the same exhibition, so she does work with images and text. And then Yumna's work was, in, was projected over this window and it was, um, it blew in the wind. So it really kind of shaped the text in a different way. And because she couldn't be there, I wanted to, I had these conversations with her about what would be possible in the space and the way that like she could make a mark on the space and the space could make a mark on her, uh, her book, her text in the book, her language. Adiola Olagunju is a photographer and when she, we first talked about her show, she said, okay, I have these framed works from the show that I did and I thought I'd bring those. And I was like, oh my God, no, you have to, I want you to like do something that's gonna be meaningful for you and that's gonna extend your practice. So um, she ended up making this, this installation, oops. Um, on these layers of fabric that was a projection and then she also taught herself how to do how to animate the images for the show and uh, so you s yeah <laughs> so that's the opening there's uh, you can see people in there and you can sort of hear the the sound of us hanging out and watching her piece on um, if you live in New York or some other big city in the U.S., you have access to like a billion kinds of art making, but we, um, young people and also artists coming up uh, in Lagos and in Nigeria, are often taught in a very, in a way that's a lot about apprenticeship. So you learn what your professors are doing and you do things in the way that they do and you are supported for doing, making work like your professor. And um, it's ironic to me because the city requires so much um, creativity in order to survive. And yet when you look at um, some of the art, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It's like not the space for experimentation. And 
even in art schools, uh, students have to be very conservative. Like, one of my students did a performance piece that was about, uh, she wore a nose ring, that was her performance piece, and she got, one of her professors kicked her out. Her art professor asked her to leave because it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> and so, um, you know, the space where you would think students were doing whatever they want and artists were doing whatever they want and trying out things is not a space for that kind of um, expansion. This is a piece by Gabrielle Seville, who is a Haitian-American uh, performance artist. She wrote a book called Swallow the Fish, that's a performance memoir. And she did a piece uh, in, I saw it first in Ohio, actually, that's about um, these kidnapped Nigerian girls. And I'm sure many of you have heard about this case. So I was really very interested in this piece because I was thinking a lot about if this piece that's called Say My Name, an action for 270 abducted girls, if this piece could have resonance in Nigeria. So she had seen this article by the New York Times and she felt that there was connections to missing black girls in the US. And when I saw the piece, I kind of felt like, well, what does this have to do with us in Nigeria? It's a totally different environment. And you making this work doesn't necessarily, like what does it do? And so I really wanted to re-perform the piece in Nigeria and see the kind of, uh, how it landed, the kind of weight and effect that it had uh, for us. So there's a stack of papers and each sheet of paper has a girl's name on it. And if she doesn't, or a girl with no name, and, um, and these are read by the audience. And then at the end of the piece, all of the sheets of paper are picked up. And it was very, it was really beautiful for us because it's in the discussion afterwards, people were talking about the importance of ritual and the importance about like connecting to this performance, but also like a lot of the shame that comes with, um, with having something like this happen in your country and, and feeling like you can't do much about it, but everyone knows about it. So, it's, it's nice for me because I think it's a place for creating work and making art, but also a space for asking difficult questions and relevant questions. Uh, Olatunde Alara makes public work largely. Um, we have almost no graffiti in Lagos, which is kind of funny because it's a huge city. And he's really interested in painting in, the, in public space. So he does stuff on um, small pieces of paper and he's doing larger works around the city. And, um, and a lot of times it's this negotiation of um, either having to pay a bribe if you get caught or some other kind of negotiation in order to take over public space. So for the treehouse, he, um, oops. He transformed this small room in the space. And then that's the, the afterwards of it. And that's on the evening. Sophia Wallace, who does a project called Clitoracy that's about um, the clit and female pleasure. Uh, so she sent slides and, um, and we projected this beautiful neon that she made called Until She Is Free.
This is uh, a still from A.D. Roberson's Vivid Seams, which was a installation and projection. So she described the kind of installation she wanted. And uh, this is the space during the day, during Lagos Photo, which is um, kind of during this art season we have in Lagos, that's Lagos Photo and Art X, and we have the biennial coming up. And um, this is an artist, Charlotte Yonga, who's talking about her work in the space. So again, just like the space is um, a place where people can hang out and feel comfortable and, and, um, and engage with work in really kind of just nice human ways. This is the place of the market in Nigeria. So he makes this soundscape called The World is a Marketplace. And then he also taught himself animation and created an animation for the exhibition. Uh, this is a writer, Edwin Okolo, who does a project. Um, this event was called There Be Monsters, There Be Pride, and they were thinking a lot about the role of queers in relationship to monsters and stories. And um, I have this ongoing question about how you make space for queer artists and queer work in a country where homosexuality is illegal. And so um, artists have to describe things in different ways. And, um, and also the space is a space that's very, it's important for me to people, for people to feel um, not only comfortable, but to feel they can gather and make things and explore things. This is Rahima Gambo again, who um, was commissioned to do a project about uh, female suicide bombers. And she decided that she kind of thought, what do I have to say about this topic? And she decided to just start walking in the north in Abuja where she lives and gathering images, um, images and uh, the natural world and things that she found there. And then she also did the project in Lagos. And it was really interesting because when she did it in Lagos, she gets up early in the morning and she carries this garbage bag and she's collecting things. And she said that the first day she did it, like people thought she was collecting garbage for money. And so she got free rides and people gave her money. And you know, these are people who are like, don't have a lot of money themselves, like the KK driver, the three wheeled cart driver who um, is like supporting her and being kind to her. And so I think it's a really beautiful, um, a beautiful project and a beautiful way of knowing the city that she created. The Treehouse also um, shows work by other, I guess, artist groups. So Boda Boda Lounge is a project of uh, African films and experimental films. And this is the the loungy part of it. So we reused uh, A.D. Roberson's um, installation materials. This is a project that I was kind of not too sure about because it's a, like a fashion project, but then they said they wanted to do a conversation that was about gender and, and self-image and it was really amazing because they had a couple events and one of them was like a three hour long discussion with men and women sitting around talking about body image and masculinity and it was really a, a powerful moment because I don't think these kind of conversations happen formally in Lagos um, and probably informally not so much either. And then the last show we had is um, Yari Chinma, and she makes text, and she did a 24-hour performance where she's writing text on the wall and experimenting with uses of text in the space. And that's my spiel. <laughs> um, thank you.
So I think we have a little time for questions. How do you much for um, how do you select do you select the artists are they self-selected do they identify themselves are they applying yeah. and how do you how do you negotiate the role as an artist versus a chooser of art yeah uh, well I I it's a little bit of both people are I most of the year I started I selected and um, and I met you know the criteria is things that push the form in some way, the form or concepts in some way, or if I think the artist would benefit from exploring something. And then now people are asking me if they can do projects in the space, so, um, which is really nice. So I open it up to projects that, that are experimental. So some people just want a space, um, but it's really about like being at a certain level to, to push the work. There's not a super formal process right now, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Hi. I was just wondering, um, like, how do you invite people up to the space? Like, is it kind of word oh, yeah. of mouth? How do you advertise it's, the space? Um, it's, it's word of mouth, it's Instagram, and, it's, uh, and I send an email, and I, I gather emails on the Thursdays. So it's usually Thursday openings, and then sometimes on the weekends, too. So are you uh, serving as a mentor to some of these artists then? It seems like when you're saying, no, you can't do that, you have to change. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a really nice mentor role. <laughs> no, do this. <laughs> um, yeah, I do, yes, I do. I, um, I, mean, I used to teach, though I don't do that anymore, but I, I do push them because I think that since you have, Lagos is such a self-service city, and people are used to doing things on their own. They don't often have a lot of like critical conversations or supportive conversations about what they're thinking of. And I definitely take that on as part of the part of the project for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Do you find that being in a domestic space helps to kind of promote the idea of folks just getting together for conversation? Mm. That not necessarily because I think that people do things in um, different kinds of spaces, but okay, maybe I think I think it's the food <laughs> that helps um, the food and also that people can just sit down and hang out um, on the balconies or in the space. They don't feel like they're like have to be standing around and taking in the work in that way. But I think it helps in some ways. Sure, sure. Anything else? Great, thank you. Um, thank you, Ura, for giving us a tour of the treehouse, and hopefully some of us will visit you in the space. Uh, we have uh, the next event will take place at uh, 3 p.m. Uh, it's on black aesthetics, essentialism, and futurisms. So you're welcome to come back. Thank you very much.